the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Mitchell Trubisky. It's Mitchell time, people. I can't believe it. I really didn't think the Steelers were going to do anything on the first. I don't know if you can officially call it the first day of free agency because it's tampering it, period. You can call it the first day of the first week of the free agency period. Uh, a lot of deals get announced on that Monday before you can officially sign them on Wednesday. And it's just been in the Steelers' MO. It's been in the Steelers' track record to really just not get involved on that first wave of things. And they kind of just let things play out, and then they look at who's still available mm-hmm. in that second wave of free agency. And it's been very beneficial for them for the entirety of Colbert's tenure, for the entirety of free agency being a thing in the NFL. I, I think Mark Caballi pointed out on Twitter, I thought it was a really good point. There's three days a year, or two days a year, where the players have all the leverage and all the power when it comes to contracts. The rest of the year, 363 days, 362 days, the organization has all of the power. And I think that's what the Steelers take advantage of all the time is, oh, I didn't get signed in that first wave. Well, I really want to play football next year. And then the Steelers come calling and they're like, well, oh, you want $5 million off of your original asking yeah. price and then you can play for us. And it's worked out in the past, but they have been some movers on this first day of free agency. And that quarterback signing is a big deal even if you want to sit there and debate with your radio or your app that you're listening to us on right now that, oh, it's Mitchell Trubisky, it's not that big of a deal. I would say that out of the free agent crop of quarterbacks, so forget Rodgers, forget Wilson, he's the best, if not the second best. Uh, And the only other guy I would think about being there is Winston, who's coming off of an ACL injury. So I think the Steelers just— Winston's really the best option. I agree. So I I think the Steelers just grabbed the best available free agent quarterback that they could have on the market this year. And it's not really Steelers-esque to do that, but I'm really, really happy that they did. And for all the people that were pounding the table like— the Steelers need to change their ways. It's been so long of the same thing. Well, they just changed their ways, and I still see the same amount of incessant bitching over it because it's just not the same. The player that you all wanted them to get. I'm not going to do that. I'm happy that they're being aggressive in free agency. I'm happy that they're kind of putting their money where their mouth is. You know, when Colbert said, hey, you know, we're still planning on making the playoffs. We're still planning on contending for a playoff spot. We're not going to say that we're in a rebuild. Mm -hmm. It it wouldn't have felt like they were truly going for it if it was just Mason and Dwayne Haskins heading into camp and competing for the starting job. Now with Trubisky, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl or make a run in the playoffs, but it at least signals that they're trying to win this coming season as well as not hinder themselves cap-wise or tying themselves to an aging superstar like Aaron Rodgers that it might hinder their future. So I think it's kind of a a, a happy medium where you can... I wouldn't even call it a medium. You have hope. I would just call it good news all You around. have hope for this year. You have potential hope for the future if Trubisky mm-hmm. does pan out. And if he doesn't, you're not crippled because the contract is super team-friendly. So I cannot see a negative... To this. I can't either. Other than the people saying, well, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Russell Wilson. Okay, but like, that's, that's the only thing that you could say, well, that's what you're missing out on. Because the points you laid out, A, the the contract is pro so friendly. So team friendly. B, you're not, you're not both financially and 
in, in terms of length of time, you're not committing yourselves long term to Mitch Trubisky. If things don't work out, C, you're adding quarterback competition. People can assume that Mitch is going to get the starting job. I am I, one of those people. I think he is already I a starter. assume as well, but at least it puts Mason in the position to say, oh, well, I thought I was flying free. I, I got the job. At least there's now a, a definitive competition because everyone was assuming Mason won Dwayne 2. Now you got Mitch won Mason 2. Or Dwayne, too. I think there's going to be a battle, but it's going to be for number two like there was last year at camp. And lastly— And it'll be a more legit battle because Haskins has been there longer. And lastly, Mitch Trubisky with Matt Canada on a competent offense with a competent head coach. Things work out. People are going to say, wow, how genius were the Pittsburgh Steelers to lock up that kid. At $7 million per year. When so many people were passing on him just because of his bad tenure in Chicago. Now, the rumor out there was that his— cap hit his yearly salary was going to reach 10 million some people were even saying 15 16 million per year for mitch and i think that is because he was the best available agent quarterback who was healthy last year i I think that when rogers goes when wilson goes and it's pretty clear to everybody that you know there's no real other big mover as far as the trade is concerned i guess jimmy g would be the last one that you could point to and be like well He's probably going to be on the move, but he doesn't really move the needle that much. And I don't even know if Mitch Trubisky isn't as good as as Jimmy Garoppolo, to be quite honest with you. He hasn't won as much in the NFL, that's for sure, but he's younger than Jimmy G mm-hmm. and hasn't been around the block as many times. And Jimmy G played for the New England Patriots, and then he played for the San Francisco 49ers, two pretty good, stable organizations. Mitch Trubisky played for the Bears, a team that has not been able to find a quarterback since Jim McMahon in the 80s. So it's and Jim McMahon was just and the quarterback was okay. on the team. Yeah, yeah. like he was a, the best quarterback that the Bears he have ever won had. The Super Bowl because of the defense is not. I would actually argue that he wasn't even the best one they had because Jay Cutler was probably the best quarterback. No, the that's Bears what I'm saying. Had. He yeah. was on the Super Bowl winning team. It doesn't mean he's the best ever to put a Bears jersey on and play that position. So Mitch has been in a bad spot for his entire career, Agreed. except for last year where he's under Brian Dable, now the head coach of the New York Giants, learning behind Josh Allen a player that he can become the light version of. I'm not saying he's going to be Josh Allen, amazing arm, hurtling people in the secondary, stiff-arming linebackers into the ground, but he could be that light version. You know, like how the App Store has the light versions that are free? He could be that, where he's got the speed, he's got the arm, just not as dominant as Josh Allen is. But I think he can model some of his game after what he saw from him in Buffalo. There are reasons why certain teams have certain backup quarterbacks. Exactly, yes. Best case, or... Best uh, point in in that case is Tyler Huntley in Baltimore. With Lamar right? Jackson. They wanted to have a mobile guy behind Lamar if Lamar went down. They've been doing that for years with Trace McSorley, with Robert Griffin sure. III. It's the they same want, style. Teams pursue certain guys, even though they're just backups, just so that they can fit the system properly. And I think that's what Buffalo had in mind when they went out and got Mitch Trubisky last year. Yeah, I think it was a happy... Um, I think both sides benefited from it. It was mutually beneficial. The Bills get a really good backup that they never ended up having to use, but if Allen had to miss a couple weeks, I think Trubisky could have won you a couple games. And Trubisky got to go to rehab, you know, got to get mm-hmm. out of Chicago, got to go to an organization that— I think that's the most important thing, yeah, is staying out of Chicago. Well, especially for our side of things, because we want right. that guy out of rehab and bring him back into our arms. But— you know, Buffalo's not exactly a world beater when it comes to organizations, but in the recent uh, past, in the recent 
um, history for them. They've been one of the best in the NFL, so good to get him under a good head coach in McDermott, a good offensive coordinator in Dable, and just kind of let him learn the ropes all over again with a clipboard in his hand. Now he comes to Pittsburgh, probably going to be the starter. I guess we can't officially say, yeah, he's going to start this season because I, I know Tomlin loves to make those camp competitions a thing. Sure. But I just, I guess to really put a, a, a good summary on what I'm feeling is just excitement over it. There's just an actual excitement about it because the best part about the quarterback search Steelers fans have not been able to experience for two decades now is that excitement of the unknown is that what if factor and I know you kind of had it with Mason but we kind of knew what Mason was going to be and you can argue well you know what Mitch is going to be because he was in Chicago but you don't though because of that one year in Buffalo it could have changed everything it could have changed nothing but it could have changed everything and it's that what if that's so exciting and that year in 2019 you weren't expecting it you weren't planning on having this era or or aura of unknown because you were ready to keep going forward with Ben Roethlisberger. He had shown no signs of slowing down. No signs of slowing down. He had never had an injury that kept him out for more than four games, let alone an entire season. So that, that, what you just mentioned, Tom, that little aura of unknown is exciting when it's expected. And when... Ben announced his retirement, and the Steelers were saying, we we are in the quarterback market. That got people excited because of the possibility of something new. And no offense to Mason, but that really kind of didn't include him. I think people were looking forward to seeing what the Steelers were going to do via free agency, via the draft. And here they are, as you said, maybe not the first official day, but in that first wave of free agents to be acquired once the season starts, the Steelers made the move. They made the move, and it was extremely friendly. Uh, years, $14 million in base salary, so about $7 million per year for Mitch. I think with incentives, he can get himself up to about $29 million in total salary. But, hey, I'm willing to pay all those in- incentives if he meets them because that means that he's had success on the field, which obviously means that the Steelers have had success on the field as well. I think the biggest thing about Mitch that attracted the Steelers to him was his mobility. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that was his best weapon in Chicago. Now, I hope he can get his arm talent up to snuff and maybe be able to use that a little bit more in his second go-around as a starter this time in Pittsburgh. But his legs made the plays for him uh, throughout his young career, and I think Tomlin said so many times heading into this offseason, mobility is a big thing we're looking at at the quarterback sure. position. We want a guy who's mobile. Trubisky so, absolutely fits that bill uh, as far as a modern-day quarterback that isn't afraid to not only get out of the pocket and run when things break down, but have a couple design run plays called in from the offense, have a couple read options where he tucks it and takes it himself, and not afraid to do that. So I'm really excited to see that mobility factor get brought into not just the Steelers' offense, but Matt Canada's offense. Because, you know, in a way, this is putting a big bullseye on Matt Canada's mm-hmm. chest now. Because Oh, yeah. You have the guy that fits your system. What are you going to do with it? There is no failsafe. There is right. no, oh, there is it's no not the right quarterback. Sure. Oh, I need a more mobile quarterback. Oh, every time I call a play like this, the quarterback just changes the play. There is none of that anymore. So... You get to find out this year, is that Matt Canada offense for real as far as the NFL offense is concerned, or is he just simply not a very good offensive coordinator? Now, 
I guess there is a way where Mitchell Trubisky just won't play really well, and you still kind of have the, well, I don't know what my offense looks like because the quarterback isn't executing it well. But the mold of Mitchell Trubisky is basically what you've been saying for the past couple years you need at quarterback in your offense. I think it'll be obvious whether the problem is Mitch Trubisky or Matt Canada, Matt Canada when the season starts, and we assume Mitch Trubisky gets a starting position. Which I think is a done deal right now. I mean, I guess you didn't really break the bank, per se, to get him, so it's not like, oh, we tied up all this money, we got to start this guy. It'd be such a waste not to start him. There's just so much more pedigree there than Mason Rudolph. I mean, this is the number so two more overall pick. Upside, too. This is the number two overall pick in the NFL, and people could say, well, Haskins was a top 15 pick in the first round. Yeah, but... He never really caught on as a starter. Trubisky was a starter for three years in Chicago. Two of them, he took them to the playoffs. One of them, he went 12-4 and four and won a division in. So, like, that pedigree and that ceiling is just so much higher than the other two guys. And it's not like it's the other two guys' fault. I mean, there's always just going to be guys that are more talented than you. And Trubisky absolutely is. And so, I just think you drop him into that offense with Matt Canada... And it opens up the entire playbook now. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't even know if Mason or Haskins had that whole playbook open up to them because Trubisky's just faster than they are and just uses his legs more effectively, uh, especially when it comes to Mason, who I, I think we knew, despite there going to be a battle, that he was going to be the starter over Dwayne Haskins if it came down to sure. that. And Trubisky, I mean, it looks like Usain Bolt compared to Mason Rudolph when he runs. It, it's not even close. So I think it's the perfect mold for Canada's offense, the perfect fit on paper. Obviously, you got to see how it works out on the field, but it's game time now, Canada. I mean, it's on. Sure. And remember how high people were on Canada once Ben kind of retired and, and people were saying, well, Mason's so much younger. He's so much more physically fit at his age. Yeah, he can than, actually move some. Than Ben was at his old age of 39 when he was playing last year. So people were already excited for the Mad Canada offense with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. You put in someone even more athletic. Yeah. Someone even more uh, with a, with a higher ability to to move the ball with their feet, it, it will be obvious, Tom. Who is the problem? Is is Mitch Trubisky really this big bust at the number one, number two overall pick, or is Matt Canada really not meant to call plays on offense in the NFL? We will find that out this year. The thing about Mitch Trubisky too that makes it kind of exciting for me is. With Rudolph, it was always a bridge kind of thing. Like, he was just going to be the bridge for a year or two until you get that next quarterback, mm-hmm. until you get that next franchise guy. And maybe Mason keeps you afloat and keeps you in a playoff race. Maybe he just sucks completely and you have a terrible record and you're picking the top ten. Either way, it was just meant to be a let's try to get through the next couple seasons with this guy. I think it's the same kind of MO with Mitchell Trubisky. I think they are still operating under the, okay, bridge year or two let's see how he does maybe he throws us in playoff contention maybe he sucks out loud and we get a better draft pick but the difference between mason and mitch is where i thought mason only could be that bridge quarterback i think mitch is that bridge quarterback in their minds right now but there is the potential that he plays really well in his first year and then follows that up in the second year playing just as well and you all of a sudden have to say to yourself, I think we should sign this guy to a four-year deal and have him be, I don't want to say the next franchise quarterback, but just be the next almost Neil O'Donnell-like quarterback mm-hmm. that's here for multiple years, getting us to playoffs, maybe making one or two playoff runs because of the great running game we have and the defense that we've developed back into after replacing some guys on the line and getting the linebacking unit figured out. Like, 
I totally see more of just a bridge from mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky, whereas with Mason, I, I just didn't see him going anywhere past that. No, not at all. I think Mason Rudolph, when you put him at the starter, you have what? What's his record currently? Five, four, and one. I think. I mean, you go out there and you tie the Detroit Lions. I mean, the 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 one shining moment, if you will, in honor of March Madness for for Mason's season the last. This last year was that skip pass he had to. Run I don't in know the if cloud. Trubisky does that. Like I, think, I don't think he does. Either. You know why? Because he might just tuck it and run it into the end zone. Like when Very you're possible. when you're on that ten yard line, it's always a threat for a guy like Trubisky to just say, "F it, I'm taking this in myself." There was a time, Tom, of this season where Mason Rudolph had the longest run by any player on the Steelers, and it looked like he was moving through mud. Like it wasn't like some special. Wow, he's fast. It wasn't some slow motion motivational music. Oh, he's gonna score. It was gross, right? It was yeah. it was it was clunky. Meanwhile, Mitch Trubisky can do you can do that basically on any given drive. At any given moment, and nonetheless, on a on a goal to go situation, which could put you into the end zone, you no longer are the team that tied the Detroit Lions. I also feel like the Steelers are kind of in a <clears throat> win win situation right now, and maybe they were with Mason Rudolph to an extent too. But like I said, I think the ceiling on a Mitchell Trubisky is a lot higher than the ceiling was on Mason Rudolph. Like with Mason Rudolph, we would have said, "Oh yeah, they can compete for a wild card spot." And, oh, they could go ten and seven, nine and eight, and maybe be the seven or the six seed in the AFC. Like you could kind of talk yourself into that with Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. I think you can actually talk about it as a possibility with Mitchell Trubisky. And maybe I'm putting too much stock in Trubisky's rehab, and maybe I'm thinking he's going to come back and look like he did in the twelve and four year with Chicago, as opposed to the years after where they kind of struggled. But I just feel like there's more optimism for a 10-7 and 7 season with Trubisky at the helm than there would have been with Rudolph at the helm. So I think they're kind of in this win-win situation where you either go 10-7, and 9-8, are in the hunt the whole time, maybe you snag a wild card spot, and then who knows, maybe you get a favorable matchup in the playoffs, unlike this past year when you got the Chiefs. Maybe you get a good draw. Maybe you get the Ravens, team you're really right. familiar with right. that you can play tough in the first round. So... I think that's on one end of the spectrum. Or he could just completely suck. And if they do, that's not bad either. Because then if they go four or five wins on the season, which is, I don't know even remember the last time the Steelers did that, but if they did, you're picking in the top 10. And I'm pretty sure if you don't find a really good quarterback up there, you'll find an edge rusher, an offensive lineman, a cornerback. You'll find a critical piece. You'll find a star. You'll find a at that spot. So. I guess the only lose would be they win seven games and they kind of end up in the middle. They end up at like a 14, 15 type But pick. even then, if you're picking 14, 15. You're close enough to the top 10. You don't have to give up the world if you want to trade yes, into it. Yes, exactly. And that pick is valuable because it's like, hey, you're at number nine. You want to just drop back to 14 and we'll give you another first round pick the next year. And they'll probably say yes as opposed to, hey, you're at number nine. Can you drop back to number 24 and then we'll give you another right. first round pick? Oh, and by the way, since we're trading up, we're going to take a young stud quarterback. So that next year's pick might be in the 20s as well if we plan on being good again. So. Even if you kind of get stuck in purgatory, you can move up via the trade a lot easier when you're in that purgatory. So I really think the Steelers are in a really win-win spot this year, and I know that the citizens are going to have their pitchforks and their torches out if the Steelers are struggling and if they're not making noise in the playoffs, but like, you have to have a realistic expectation about things, and I honestly think that no matter what happens in the 2022 season, 
your Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be looking at a pretty decent offseason in 2023 where either they just made the playoffs with Mitch, he looked good, you can build around him, he's coming back for another year, or eh, Mitch experiment didn't work, we didn't even spend that much money on him, let's look at the draft now since we're picking higher. Yeah, you with with Mason Rudolph, the the path was pretty much clear. It was can Mason get you six wins? Can Mason get you seven wins? I just feel like we would have been pretending more about a playoff sure. spot with him as opposed to Trubisky. As the season got on, went on and unfolded, and you have less and less wins as you got closer to November, December, then reality kind of sets in. You're not going to make it. But with Mitch, I think he can put you in a position to maybe fight for a wild card spot. And as you said, Tom, if that's not the case, then he's just going to do what Mason did for you. And you didn't really give up an arm or a leg to change anything different, right? Compared to Mason and Mitch, you didn't, you didn't give up the, excuse me. You didn't give up so much just for the same result with a different guy. So it's really not that bad of a deal. It's really not that big of a deal if you still finish with around six, seven wins because you're still going to be picking in that 14, maybe 15 area in the draft where, like you said, it's not as hard to make a deal to move up compared to when you're much farther back. So I, I kind of do agree with you that it's a win-win because if that happens, whatever, you get you you gain draft capital. But if, if the latter happens and Mitch does well for you, then you're fighting for a playoff spot, which is what the Rooney's say they want to do every, every year. single year. And I think you have a much more realistic chance to do yeah, it I do too. with Mitch. I do too. And I'm not saying that I'm picking the Steelers to be a seventh seed or a sixth mm-hmm. seed and make the playoffs right now. In fact, if we did a hierarchy, which we're not going to right now, they probably would still be on the outside looking in as far as the AFC because it's just a loaded conference. But I think you've given yourself a better chance than you had a day ago before Mitchell Trubisky was reported to be signing with the Steelers come Wednesday when he can officially put the pen to paper and make it a a done deal with the Canada offense. What's that? And it's not even just with Canada's offense. It's been a problem for the Steelers for a long time now. What's the one thing that we've been saying they need to do more of that they just refuse to do. And it's just kind of become maybe Ben Roethlisberger doesn't like to do it. I mean, come on, guess you should know this. I should know. It starts with a P. Oh, the play action. Play action pass. And there was all this, oh, maybe Ben doesn't like to turn his back to the defense when he's under center. None of that's going to be the case with Mitchell Trubisky. In fact, Mitchell Trubisky is the typical, I need play action to help me get guys open enough so that I can hit them, make my life a lot easier. So I'm expecting to see a lot more play action pass with the Steelers offense. If Najee Harris has a year building off of what he did his freshman season in the NFL. He's going to be one of the best running backs in the NFL. So you have the defense on their toes trying to stop that run, and then all of a sudden, boom, you hit him with that quick play action Mm -hmm. from Trubisky. I think you're going to open up a lot of space in those secondaries. And I am really interested in seeing how Trubisky and Fryermuth start to develop some chemistry together because – a tight end can be a roll them out play action pass quarterback's best friend, always kind of wide open, 10, 15 yards down the field in the middle of the field. And Fryermuth has proven that he is a playmaking prototype tight end sure. that when he reaches his prime, it could look a lot more like a Andrews, a Kelsey, a Kittle, 
as opposed to some of the just, oh, big body tight ends that block and catch a couple passes occasionally. Like, he's more of that playmaking pedigree, and I'm really interested to see Trubisky utilize him. I'm interested to see Trubisky utilize Najee Harris. But kind of, you know, to come back full circle, I'm more interested to see how Canada is able to use all of these ingredients now into his offense. And still give the still would love to see some Chase Claypool lined up in the backfield, little Debo Samuel. Yeah, there's no some reason jet sweeps. You can't get creative. Shy away from that. You have the ability to do whatever you want with your offense now. It's not so much that you were hindered or restricted because of Ben's abilities. You now have a guy who I think it's in his fifth year in the league. I believe so. Yes, young, right, spry able to be molded, and I think that's... 26 years old, so he's young. I think that's the key. He's able to be molded, whereas Ben molded himself over a decade ago before Canada ever became the offensive coordinator or was sniffing at the quarterback coach position the year before he became the OC. That's a good point. Like, it's going to be easier for Canada to get a little extra gumption in his voice. To get in... In Trubisky's ear. And to get a little extra, you know, spit in his, mm-hmm. get a little, not, I don't want to say mean because it's the NFL. You don't like yell at guys in the NFL. They're but adults. you can say, hey, I'm the OC here. This is my play call. We're going to run this. Or what Canada says, it might actually, you know, Resonate. register with yeah. Trubisky mm-hmm. as opposed to Ben just being like, I know more than this than you. Like, and I'm not saying Ben didn't know more than this than him and that Ben shouldn't have said that. But it's just, it's just a completely different situation and if you dropped uh, a couple drops of truth serum in Matt Canada's morning coffee I guarantee you he's more excited to work with Trubisky than he was with Ben Roethlisberger not because Trubisky's as good as Ben or better than Ben just because he's going to have a little bit more control I think than he ever did with Ben Roethlisberger so I think he's excited about that but like Uncle Ben or Aunt May said with great power <laughs> comes great responsibility, and there's a lot of responsibility on Canada's plate now. You got to make it all work because you got all the pieces. You can be so creative with these guys right. with Claypool I... and Johnson and Nodge and Fryermuth and now Trubisky. It's just you can throw so much at defenses that they would be just confused naturally, even if you don't have the best talent on the field. Even though Mitch is the actual player and he's the new piece, I think the responsibility falls on the shoulders more so on Canada than it does Mitch. And, again, I'm not going to, you know, just keep parading Mitch Trubisky down center Ave. Woo, this is the best guy ever. It's on his shoulders, too. He has to show that he can still play. Right. But I just have a feeling that he's going to show us that he can still play. Like, I, I kind of have this inkling and this hunch that he's not going to become a franchise top 10 quarterback but he's going to do some things where you get frustrated and maybe he loses you a game because he throws a couple interceptions or makes a couple bad reads, misses on third down mm-hmm. every once in a while, and you're going to want to tear your hat, hair out. But then at the same time, there's going to be games where Mitch runs for 85 yards on the ground and throws for 250 mm-hmm. more, a couple touchdowns, and wins you the football game. Like, There's going to be both ends of that spectrum. And I'm hoping and kind of feeling like they're going to get that latter half of the spectrum where he's good more than the bad half. Especially with the just team because around it comes him. With, and it just comes the with team, more maturity for him coach. to avoid the bad stuff. So, obviously, I'm not saying I, I wish Ben came back for season 19, age 40, because we saw what he was. at. God love him. We saw what he did at, at, at age 39, season 18. It wasn't the Ben of old. But how great would it have been for... Mitch and Ben to be able to be in the locker room together, 
be in the film room together learn, after a learning from Josh Allen for a year to learn from Big Ben, considering when he was in Chicago, I don't know who was a mentor. I have no idea. I could not come up with one name as a possible mentor for him. I will say this. Love Big Ben, Hall of Famer, best quarterback in Steelers history, best quarterback in our lifetime for sure. I don't think he really wanted much to do with the whole mentorship thing. I think Josh Allen Maybe. was probably a little bit more open to just being like, yeah, bro, yeah, come on in. I'll, I'll show you the ropes. Like, you ain't taking my stuff. No right. no chance. Like, I'm Josh Allen. I'm an MVP candidate. I get what you're saying, that it might have been nice to see Ben kind of show him the maybe ropes. Maybe not, not show him the ropes, but at least be on the same sideline as him. Watch him play. Eh, you never know. Maybe he'll give Mitchell a, a phone call, you know. I'm, I'm sure Ben might, you know, maybe dip his toe in those waters. But he did. I did see Ben spoke at some conference, and they asked him about the Steelers quarterback situation, and he was like, his answer was like, I have no idea, and I couldn't be happier that I'm a completely removed from everything that has to do with this team. By the way, I just saw my first edit of Mitchell Trubisky in a Steelers uniform. Oh, look. (laughs) Looks pretty good. What number was he wearing? 10? 10. Cordell Stewart's number. Oh, wow. Slash. Going to get Slash's number out of retirement, put it at the quarterback spot. He looks good, though. He looks real good. Uh, It's hard to look bad in the black and gold. Well said. Well said. A lot more stuff to break down on uh, future episodes of Steelers Standard. Uh, We got some other free agent signings that the Steelers have made both internally and externally. That's right. It wasn't just Mitchell Trubisky being added to your Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll get into all that and keep talking about Mitch as well. That's going to do it for this episode of The Standard, though. So for Jacob Brecht, I am Tom Opperman. Always enjoy talking to you guys, and we'll do it again next time.